Welcome to Across the Street, your one-stop shop for all things inpatient medicine at the Durham VA, from faculty and staff who know it and love it just as much as you do. Feedback is a good thing. So that's basically the takeaway message of this entire talk. I'm Cindy Johnson. I'm one of the hospitalists at the Durham VA and the general medicine rotation director. My goal is that by the end of this short talk, you will at least start to feel that way about feedback and we'll have some information and tips on how to give effective feedback. There are a couple common pitfalls or challenges that we can highlight. So the first vignette would be that you have a medical student that is just doing fantastic, excelling at everything, and very enthusiastic. And you want to be sure you're giving lots of feedback, so you're doing a lot of good jobs, and you're doing a great job, and you're being really encouraging. The second vignette is that you have, again, a super nice medical student, but it's really, that person's really struggling to do the basic things, like put together a coherent HMP. And you want to, you don't really want to be mean. You want to be encouraging. You're trying to figure out how to do that. So we're going to talk through some points about feedback, and then we'll come back to those vignettes. First of all, uh, I like to go over why feedback is important, because most people aren't extremely enthusiastic about this part of our job. So I think medicine uh, still has many elements of an apprenticeship where everybody is helping everybody else get better. And now, as a resident, you have students that you're helping and possibly also an intern on your team that you're trying to figure out how you can help mentor these people. And also medicine is constantly changing and evolving, and we need to know how to continuously be learning and improving so that we can keep up and continue to enjoy our jobs and uh, give the best care. And feedback is one of the tools that helps us continue to improve. So what is feedback? Um, I was a little surprised when I started looking into this that there's no set definition. This has evolved over the years from something that was really a one-way street where one person would talk and one person would listen to more of a two-way street that's a back-and-forth discussion about ways to improve. So here's a definition that I uh, came up with in the end. Feedback is a process to discuss information to improve performance. It is not an evaluation, which is a grade, and the overall goal is really to help somebody identify what they're doing well so that they can continue that and to identify areas that need improvement and then to help them figure out how to improve in those areas. So more specifically, feedback can be several things. It can be micro or macro, and micro is the one that's on the fly, tends to be maybe a quick point right after you observe something, like watching a presentation on rounds and you want to give them a quick tip, and it tends to be frequent. Macro is the more uh, detailed, maybe more scheduled, uh, more formal that you may do sort of in the middle of a rotation or at the end, and uh, you may be setting times aside with your students to do this. It can also be positive, which people will also call reinforcing, or constructive, which people will call corrective. And both of these are equally important. So when you're going to give feedback, what makes it effective? There are a few key characteristics. One, timely. So you want to give feedback while 
things are still fresh in the mind. If you're getting something months later, you typically can't put it in context. That's not as helpful. Also very specific and based on your own observations so that people feel like it's trustworthy advice. And then hopefully this is frequent and you're collaborating on an action plan. Another point is that if it can be non-judgmental, i.e. not personal, and it tends to be more, uh, be better received if it's focusing on the skills rather than the person. So a couple quick how-tos. Um, setting the stage is important. So as soon as you start to work with somebody, just making mention that uh, everybody's going to get feedback, including yourself, and that that's part of the expectations, and then setting other expectations so they know what you're going to focus on. Uh, gathering your data, which can be as easy as making a quick note on your sign-out sheet um, or your rounding sheet if you notice something, and then uh, how do you think about what to talk about? With students, there is a framework called RIME, which is R-I-M-E, and I find this very helpful when I'm uh, figuring out how to mentor a student. So the R stands for reporter, which is gathering the facts, organizing the facts, and making a clear presentation. The next step in their performance is I, which is interpreter. So how do I interpret these facts? What's important? What's not important? Can I come up with the beginnings of a differential and the very basic parts of a plan? And then usually most students are stopping around there. The M and the E are manager, which is really someone that has a complete prioritized plan. That's more usually the resident level and an educator that can do self-directed learning and educate the entire team. So if I think about though that framework, it helps me uh, know what I want to focus on with the students. Then when you're, gonna, when you're going to deliver your feedback, uh, you want to pick your time and your location. So if it's very sensitive or you feel like it might be upsetting, then obviously private is better. Uh, you may be giving a lot of feedback on call nights or, um, call or short call days. Just when you're working through uh, the students when they're coming to you after they've talked to the patient, you may be noticing patterns in how they're doing things or that they're having difficulty organizing things. And as you're working through that with them, that's actually feedback if you're giving them specific pointers on how to be better organized or how do you uh, do a brief discussion. Those are all like feedback and pointers that you're giving them and that may be part of your natural workflow. Some of the common pitfalls. So one um, is that most people tend to be more comfortable giving positive feedback. So the poorer performance tends to not get as much feedback. And that means overall feedback tends to be predominantly positive, which is reinforcing, or neutral. And the constructive type feedback is less common. But again, constructive feedback is just as important. So if you don't give somebody the context of what needs to be improved, they're not going to know what needs to be improved. They're not going to have an opportunity to work on that. So they're really not getting the best chance to really get the most out of this rotation or their own or improve their own performance. Essentially, I think of it as, as I'm doing them a disservice if I'm not giving them constructive feedback. And imagine at the end of the rotation, then they could be blindsided by what they hear, and we clearly don't want that. Another common pitfall is phrasing it so that it sounds like a personal assessment or praise rather than 
a skill assessment. And this is where you use language that focuses on them rather than a behavior or skill. So for example, you did a great job. That sounds more personal to someone. They may feel like you're praising them rather than focusing on what they did. So uh, something like, instead of you did a great job talking to that family, you may emphasize what went well. The message you gave them was very clear and empathetic, but again, very honest, and, it, and they knew what you were trying to tell them. Another example that would be more in the constructive uh, world is saying uh, something like, the differential could have been broader. Uh, we should really consider PE in that differential versus you should have had PE on your differential. This language is important for both reinforcing positive feedback and constructive feedback. If you're using that language for positive feedback, they again may feel like you're praising them individually, and then if they hear something constructive, they may also take that sort of on an individual or a personal level and feel like you're criticizing them as an individual. Another common type of uh, pitfall is that people using the old sandwich, which is something positive, something constructive, something positive, but everybody is wise to this is how people give feedback, and you're basically sitting there listening for the negative, and you're not focusing on the positive. So they'll, uh, articles will talk about doing a new sandwich, which is ask, talk, ask, which is ask them to think about how something went that you had noticed, listen to what they say, then you comment, you talk about it, and then you kind of ask, they have thoughts on improvement, and it's more of a discussion. So you may ask them, how do you think that new patient presentation went? And then you listen to them and you come up with ways that you think maybe perhaps they could work on it, something specific for the next time. And then another pitfall that I actually find hard to do uh, is using language where you use the word but. So if you say, this went well, but, as soon as you say that word, most people sort of forget about the positive because they know that you're going to give them something that they're going to perceive as negative. So if you can, and it's tricky, try to use the word and. So it's supposed to link the two together to show that it's a common goal rather than something's a good thing and something they may perceive as a bad thing. So if you say, oh, I agree that that, that part went very well, but this could go better. If you rephrase it as, I agree that part went very well, and I had a few thoughts about how we could improve X, it tends to be better perceived. So circling back to the vignettes. So the first vignette was where you had the great learner who's just doing fantastic. So as you continue to say, you're doing great, you're doing great, you're doing great, you're using the language that makes it more personal and so they may again be feel like you're praising them. And then when you do have something constructive, they may take that on a personal level and it may be hard for them to hear that type of feedback. So if you change it to more behavior, sort of based language, that can help when there are things you wanna highlight to improve on. And the second vignette where you have the really nice enthusiastic learner who needs a lot of help and you don't really wanna be mean. Uh, this one's tricky. Um, what I try to do Again, the pitfall is that you may not give them as much feedback. You may only give them, show them the positives, thinking you're being enthusiastic, but you're not really highlighting what needs to improve and you're not giving them the chance to get better. 
So what I try to remember is, I'll, I'll say it again to myself, feedback is a good thing. I'm doing them a service by pointing this out. I'm going to help them improve. I'm really being a good mentor, a good teacher here, and this is for their own good. And then that helps me. And then I try to be sure that I'm using the same language where it's not personal and it's behavior-based. And I feel like that really helps me handle that situation a little bit better. Those are some of the basic information and some tips. Uh, Hopefully, by now, you may at least partially agree with the statement, feedback is a good thing, and I feel like that's really the bottom line here. The views and opinions stated during this podcast are my own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Department of Veterans Affairs or the Durham VA Hospital. Thank you.